0: Thank you for joining us again on another episode of Let the Bible Speak.
1: As the Christmas season approaches, it is my desire to present Christ afresh. There is so much confusion in the world. Christmas has become such a materialistic celebration of commerce. and Many people have forgotten that this time was intended to help us remember that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. So this week and next week in our broadcasts, we're going to consider some of the reasons whereby Christ Jesus came into the world. But today, before we do that, I'd like you to listen to the Calvary Free Presbyterian Church Choir as they sing Jesus, Light of the World. listening to uh, the choir of Calvary Free Pastorian Church in Macrofield, Northern Ireland. And they were making much of Christ as they spoke of the Lord Jesus as the light of the world. And it is that theme that I want to consider with you today as we look at the Word of God in John chapter 12. Let me read to you the words from the verse number 44. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come, a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Let's just take a moment or two to pray together and ask for God's help as we come to the word today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to share your word for this broadcast and for those who are able to listen, we pray that the word of God will be a blessing to each and every heart in Jesus' name. Amen. I mentioned in my introductory comments that this time of the year this Christmas season has been increasingly a time of confusion where Christ has been removed from many people's thoughts and it's a matter of, of the holiday season, a time for sharing of gifts, spending time, enjoying food but I'm forgetting that at the very core of this time is the marking of Christ Jesus coming into the world. And whenever we think of Jesus coming into the world We should always ask the question as to why he came. Now we believe, and the Bible teaches, that Jesus came from heaven through the miracle of the incarnation. We believe that Jesus is the very Son of God. And as the Son of God, he existed before time began. But the Son of God took to himself something that he did not have before without becoming less than he was from all eternity. What that means is that Jesus is the Son of God, who having taken a human nature into his divine nature, comes into the world as the God-man. Jesus is very God and very man. He is the eternal Son of God, now with a human nature, in union with the divine nature. The God-man, very God and very man. And the primary reason for the Son of God's coming into the world centres upon the death of Jesus. The Lord Jesus was born to die. He came to give his life a ransom for many. The cross, Calvary is the place where the God-man accomplished all that he came to accomplish we think of the fundamental gospel truths of atonement and substitution and forgiveness of sins and all of these things they they come in light of the cross Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. But the Bible also contains texts that refer to the Lord's coming as, as a coming to address the particular needs of a sinful world. He came to seek and to save the lost. He came to save sinners. Yes, he he came to bring life through his death. Now, we've read a portion of John chapter 12, and I want to think about the verse number 46, where it says, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Here we see the contrast between the Lord and the world into which he came. He is the one who came as light into the world. And the reason for his coming is that those who believe in him would not abide in darkness. And so you see, the Lord is using this common picture that God is light. This sinful world is darkness. And Jesus Christ came into the world as the light to deliver men from darkness. And this is an absolute contrast. There is either darkness or there is light. In the words of the Lord here, he is... He's revealing this stark contrast. I remember as a teenager visiting some ice caves in Austria. And part of the tour was that in one of the ice caverns, uh, the guide would turn off the lights. And for the first time in my life, I was sitting in absolute darkness. When we think of darkness, there's often some degree of light that diminishes the darkness. But the Lord here is revealing something that is absolute. There is either darkness or there is light. And he's defining darkness in terms of the absence, the complete absence of light. And he comes as the one who brings light into darkness. And so the Lord is contrasting his coming with the world into which he comes. And hence, in his coming, we see the Lord and we see ourselves. Now, I have three just very simple thoughts to leave with you in the remainder of this broadcast. First of all, I want to think about the residence in darkness. Nobody says that those who believe on him should not, and these are the words of the text, should not abide in darkness. Abide is a word that we often use to describe a place where we occupy or stay. We remain, we abide in darkness. But... It is no profound thought to recognize that the Lord is telling us we live by nature in darkness. This darkness can be viewed in Scripture as a darkness that is public and a darkness that is personal. With regards to public darkness, we note how John quotes the Lord himself. The world is marked by darkness when compared to the light of Christ. That darkness is a darkness of rebellion In John chapter 3, the Lord would say, This is the condemnation, that light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil, hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. The fact that men love darkness is because they presume that their sins can be carried out in secret. Darkness, the absence of light makes it difficult to see things. And so the loving of darkness is because men do not want their sinful hearts exposed. They, they love to sin. They love darkness. But they act in rebellion because they presume that God will not see their acts. Thus these evil deeds as they're ascribed. Everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. These evil deeds are marked by rebellion. These are decisions that men make. They love darkness rather than light. They love their evil deeds because they love their rebellion against God. So public darkness is marked by rebellion. It's also marked by rejection, rejection of Christ. Our text refers in verse number 48, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words. In John chapter 1 verse 5 we read, The light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Christ is the true light, light of every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. The darkness, which is seen in man's rebellion, is also seen in man's rejection of Christ Jesus. They reject, they do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the Christ, the Savior of sinners. And so we live in a dark world a world marked by rebellion and sin and a determination to go against the Lord and also a rejection of that which can bring hope and deliverance. And so rebellion and rejection of Christ dominates. And so what is true in a public fashion is also true in our personal darkness. Each and every individual sinner is in a fashion marked by darkness. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 18, describing the walk of the Gentiles, says having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. And in fact, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, Paul describes the Christians in these terms, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Oh, dear unsaved soul, today, if you're listening to this broadcast, I want to remind you that you live in darkness and indeed are darkness. Your life is marked by rebellion against God and rejection of solution, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you may say, well, this is not so, preacher. I'm, I'm not in darkness. I, I walk happily. I, I know where I'm going. I'm happy with my life and my conduct. But I tell you, in the authority of the word of God, If you have not taken Christ as your saviour, then you are still living in your sin. And you do not see the light of Christ. You do not see the light of the gospel. And thus in the Bible's definition, you are still in darkness. These are not my opinions. These are the very words of Jesus Christ himself. And this is a matter of profound consequence. For the word of God tells us that Jesus has life. And life is light. John 1 verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. John 8 verse 12, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. That means that light, the light involved here, is the light of life, and darkness is the darkness of death. That is true in a part now. Those who are in darkness are those in the Bible described as being dead in sin. But it will ultimately be all the more true in a lost eternity in hell. For hell is that outer darkness. It is the second death. And so we see in this text, the text before us today, that there is a residence in darkness. There are those who do not believe in Christ. And the Bible tells us Christ tells us they abide in darkness. But in the second place, note the revelation from deity. Christ Jesus comes into the world as the son of God, revealing light. He comes in compassion. Verse number 45 tells us, he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. The Lord himself preached the conviction that he was sent by the father. You cannot accept Jesus as being a good teacher or a good example without accepting the fact that he himself taught and believed that he was sent from heaven by his heavenly father. He is the eternal son of God who pre-existed the manger in Bethlehem. He pre-existed time itself and he is sent, but he is sent as a sign of God's compassion. In fact, he is sent as out of God's compassion. It is the mercy of God, the love of God, that brings Jesus into the world. Because it is the will of God that a sinful world does not remain in darkness. It is the will of God that darkened sinners see the light of the gospel in the face of Jesus Christ. It is not God's will for you today that you'd remain in ignorance of your sin. And so in compassion, Christ Jesus, the Son of God, comes in the revelation of God. Christ's coming is a coming of light. And light serves to reveal. Christ comes and reveals God. He reveals the Father. Our text in verse 45 says, He that seeth me seeth him that sent me. Now the Lord Jesus does not reveal the body of the Father. God is a spirit. He hath not a body like man. But in his life and in his actions and in his teaching, Christ Jesus reveals the attributes of God. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Jesus comes into the world as the revelation of God. He shows God to the world. He shows the character of God, the compassion of God. He shows the justice and holiness of God. He reveals the Father perfectly. He also reveals sin. Once more, John chapter 3, this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Light comes into the world in part to condemn sin. God is light. In him is no darkness at all. So when Christ comes into the world, in his life of holiness and purity, so he reveals sin. Indeed, in his teaching, he reveals the true nature of sin. In the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, that sermon that is, that is so loved by many as a, an example of great teaching, the Lord says, Ye have heard that it was said of them by old time, Thou shalt not kill but I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Indeed, in the verse number 25 of the same chapter, ye have heard that it was said of them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Here the Lord is showing us the true nature of sin, that sin is not just our actions, it is our very attitudes, it is our heart. And the Lord is showing us our our sinful nature. He reveals the Father, He reveals sin, and He reveals the way to God. He is the one that gives light to them that sit in darkness. Look 1 verse number 79. He guides our feet into the way of peace. John 1 6 tells us that there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This is referring to John the Baptist, the John the Baptist that came for a witness, verse 7, to bear witness of the light. He was not that light. John the Baptist was not the Messiah. He was not the Christ, the Son of God. But he bears witness of that light. And then verse 9, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. The Lord Jesus shows us the Father, shows us our sin, and shows us the way... To know peace with God. He shows us the pathway. He is the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. But he's the one that shows us the pathway to God. He is light. He shows us how we are not like the Father. And he reveals to us the way of God. Psalm 36 verse 9. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. Oh what a saviour is our Lord Jesus. Yes, he came to open the way for sinners to be reconciled to God. He came to die on the cross that we might know peace with God. But in his life and his teaching, he points us to himself that we might trust in him and therefore know life in his light. We come to know life. This is the blessing of the gospel. This is the joy of the Lord that we know when we come to faith in Christ and in Christ alone. And so you see, And that in this text we have certainly the issue of a a residence in darkness and we see Christ coming as a revelation of deity and then finally we see that Christ is the reason for deliverance. Christ came as light with a clear purpose again stated that we would not abide in darkness. He is the reason whereby man can be delivered from darkness and brought into light. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Lord Jesus came to remove us from darkness, to deliver us from darkness. Oh, you see, salvation for the sinner is a separation from the surrounding darkness. In salvation, God lifts the sinner out of this fallen world, brings him into a life of holiness a life of separation from the wickedness around. Whereby now men in darkness, they love darkness, their deeds are evil. So in grace, God saves the sinner, whereby they come to hate darkness and to love light. Paul would tell the Corinthian believers in chapter 6 of his second letter, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Now, the Lord does not take his church out of the world entirely. They remain in the world, but in the world, the church is to be salt and light. And so, as we are saved, we're taken out of darkness, and we are the light of the world in the world. We are those who reveal Christ, but we only do so when we ourselves are marked by holiness. You see, salvation is salvation from sin. Not salvation in sin, not to remain in our sinful practices, but delivered from our sinful practices unto life of light and holiness and obedience to the Lord. We are saved from the surrounding darkness, separated from such. but also saved from our personal darkness we are a chosen generation, 1 Peter 2 verse 9, a royal priesthood, that we should show forth the praise of him who hath called us out of darkness into his marvellous light. Oh, for a time in our darkness and in our deadness, we did not see sin. We, we, we looked at things like social inconvenience. We saw how it wasn't good to uh, treat others in an unkind fashion perhaps. But we did not see our sin as ultimately being against God. But through Christ we see our sin against a good and a kind God. And through Christ we see he is the only saviour. We see the gospel in the person of Jesus Christ. And we know that the only way for us to be right with God is that we trust in Christ Jesus. And so in the gospel we are saved. We are taken out. We're taken out of darkness and brought forth into Christ's marvellous light. We are separated from the surrounding darkness. We're saved from personal darkness. And we are also, we are saved from the power of darkness. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Christ hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Satan has a power over us. He is the power of darkness, but... Praise God, through Christ we have been set free. We have been delivered. Now you see how simply the gospel comes to your hearts again. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. He came to deliver us from darkness, to bring us into light. And as He brings us from darkness into light, so He delivers us from death, out of hell. And brings us into the light and the life that is light and life eternal. Oh, these are pictures that are used. And dear sinner, I encourage you today, do not remain in darkness. Christ came that you might know deliverance. Don't live your life stumbling in the darkness of the world, not knowing how to find the way to God. The way to God is found in Christ Jesus, Christ and Christ alone. Our text encourages us, I am come a light into the world. And it says that to know that light, we must believe on him. We must trust in Christ, forsaking our sin. We trust in Christ so that we would not abide in darkness. And this is the message of hope in the time, this Christmas season. This is the hope that brings life and light in the midst of chaos and confusion. We have the message of Christ And in Christ there is light, and in Christ there is life. And I commend Christ to you today. Put your trust in him, rely upon him, forsake your sin, confess your sin, and run to Christ and know that peace and that joy of eternal and everlasting deliverance. Oh, we're thankful for the gospel today. May it encourage each and every heart.